716 SEN, Melbourne's home of footy. Afternoons with Andy Marr for Volvo. Get run-out prices on the entire Volvo model year 16 range. And Masters. Masters is closing down. Get in fast. Ticks and six apply. 27 past two on a big, big day with the news out of India that's going to be significant for lovers of cricket. Carlos Alberto Diego, of course, joins us. Like Roger Oldridge, a man whose feet, I'm sure, are just <laughs> maybe touching the ground. I'm not sure whether they have. Congratulations to you and your brethren, my friend. Thanks uh, very much there, Andy. Uh, it was a big weekend. Big weekend. It was. Uh, it was a special day. And, uh, and look, as uh, Roger said, I still don't believe it. And then I'm still in awe of the way we beat West Coast in <laughs> Perth. I'm still there, right? I'm sure next week I'll, I'll graduate to the Hawthorne win and then the GWS and then the Swans. But... Uh, that was just fantastic. It was like a de- like destiny, wasn't no, it? Really, it was the way they, they, yeah, they just they were just always going to win that. One, in the first ten minutes, you could see the way that Swans struggled to get out of their their you know their back half. That's uh, that it was just going to be more of the same of what they've been delivering three weeks prior. So, yeah. and how does it how does it feel now that you've done it? Yeah, do you feel like a bit of you is you're a bit more complete now? Like, does it feel does it feel that profound? Uh, what 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 it feel what I feel is it's great to get that one out of the way. Yeah. Now I want to get serious. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, but, and, yeah. and I'm wondering what we're going to do next year. Uh, and I've heard Wolsey and a few others say that oh, we won't even make the eight. Uh, you know, we'll wait and see. But the but the, it was interesting, uh, the whole Luke Beveridge handing over the, the medal over to, to yep. Bob Murphy and so forth. You know, at that point I'm thinking the mantra inside the four walls next year. Let's do it for Bob, yep. and let's see how strong that is. Even though it's quite dangerous doing it for one player, but uh, but it just seems like there's a lot of man love going on there. He's and, an important uh, figure, mate. Yeah. I mean, it, to, to, for for those of us outside the Western Bulldogs to say, "Oh, you should have done this, and you shouldn't have done that," we've yeah. got no right to be doing that. That's that, that's yeah. the way they do their business. And in the last couple of years, they've been doing their business pretty well. Yep. And I loved it when Beveridge said a couple of weeks ago. You know, he addressed the Robert Murphy thing with him, and he said, "Mate, this is how good we are without mm. you. Can you imagine how good we're going to be with you?" That's so right. look forward. Yeah. Don't don't get lost in the emotion of the moment too much, because there's a lot left to come. And so. I need to corner Brett Anderson too, because uh, I'm thinking for the first time, probably in my lifetime, there's going to be players who want to come to the doggies no, too during the trade period, and decent players. So uh, usually I, I can't... I've been very frustrated over the years at the fact that there's never been a lot of noise around who wants to come to the dogs. Mm. But I think now there might be a little bit... Um, a few more of them that might want to come. So. I've got no doubt that that is going to be the case. Um, big day for the round ball game. Of course, the official launch today, the A-League season, and it all kicks off on Friday night. Uh, Melbourne victory going around against Brisbane up at some course. So it's, it's on yeah. us again, and it's going to be fantastic. The quality. What are you expecting broadly, of in terms of the quality of football that we're going to see? Will we see another progression uh, in two thousand and sixteen, seventeen? Absolutely. The the professionalism of clubs and the way they were going about recruiting these days, and the way that you know they don't get you know uh, starry eyed over the the news that Ronald Dinio wants to come to Australia. They'd rather go for someone like a uh, uh, Nicholas uh, Colazzo, who who's from Boca Juniors, twenty six year old, who's joined Melbourne City, or a Neil Kilkenny, or with. Uh, with uh, Melbourne Victory, uh, you know, some of the, the good young players, James Donicky they picked up, Mitch Hodgson. They're, they're just going for players that are going to fit their system, who are serious, who are hungry, who are going to make them win. And it's not a circus yeah. that we've had in yep. the past sometimes. So 
Every team is going to be better. They're going to be uh, much more professional. I think you'll see some fantastic games. It's some One good thing about only having 10 teams is the intensity and the quality in those 10 teams. Uh, you're going to get some really good games every weekend because of that. Uh, so I'm, ex- I'm expecting, as we've had in the last couple of years, uh, that step up in, in quality, in standard, in, in desperation, in intensity, the whole thing, in drama, the whole thing. Uh, and, of course, with Timmy in town, um, you know, everyone's expecting him to do really well. That might not work all that well because, you know, you know he's 30, 37 and never things can go There's wrong. never any guarantees on Absolutely. any of this stuff, you know. But uh, will he bring the best best out in Bruno Fornaroli? Well, perhaps he he will. And uh, and for I think it's been a, a really fantastic decision making Bruno the captain of Melbourne City yeah. because uh, if, the, if, he, if he wasn't already the, that sort of desperate um, you know, performer every week wanting to score goals, hungry to score goals all the time. Now he's going to be doing it for the team, wearing the armband. He reminds me so much, and he's not, before people start hammering me, he's not a Luis Suarez, but he reminds me of the hung, the way he plays his football yeah. uh, on a very different level. The way he plays his football, the hunger and the desperation and the, the fact that he, he swarms defenders and kicks the living daylights out of them. He's just so desperate to score. He reminds me of Luis Suarez, yeah, the way yeah. he goes about it. And I think when you've got a forward who's a captain uh, and in this competition he's, and he's already been successful and Timmy Cale by his side, suddenly that's just a recipe for real excitement, I reckon. If it works, if they can click and it works and mm. he continues on the form that he established last year, which was a step sort of out of what had been established by him in his previous Tom as a professional. If that all rolls on, yeah. well, they're going to be a hell of a show to watch. Yeah. I mean, that is going to be – they will be a ticket to get hold of from time yeah. to time throughout the season. It, it may not start – It may not. they might not get it right early in the season, yeah, but no. these guys are such professionals that they'll get it right by the end of the season. Melbourne City will be a team to beat at some stage during the year. Where, like I said, whether they can get it right the way they play Timmy – I mean, they're talking about Timmy playing in the hole behind Bruno, and then some people are talking about Bruno playing in behind Timmy. And, yeah. uh, you know – I think in the in in the real games, not the friendlies, not the FFA Cups, in the real games, they'll sort it out there. It'll take time, but I think they'll sort it out. I hope it explodes from the start. It would be terrific if it does. There are a couple of things from the launch today. We just heard BT play a, a, a pretty key grab from David Gallup in his in his official launch day, and there was a campaign that they've yep. launched as well. I want to talk to both of them, but. But the David Gallup point about, and he was he was absolutely forthright. No mucking around about what how he sees and what he sees for the future of the A League when he stood up there today in front of the the national media. Absolutely, and then of course it was all about expansion. He no said doubt. ten teams is not enough, and uh, it was interesting because there's uh, Ange Postecoglou has got a book coming out very very soon. There was a little bit of uh, there's an article about some of the stuff that's in the book, and some of the stuff was actually not in line with what the FFA have been saying for a couple of years now about we've got to put a, a hold on expansion. We want to get, you know, the the, uh, the, the the league financial before we even look at that. And Ange apparently in this book says it's not enough. Ten teams is not enough. I'm thinking, oh, he's going against his employer. But obviously yeah, he no. got the okay because uh, David Gallup came out today and said ten teams is not enough. That's categorical. Now, I'm just wondering what's happened. Uh, yeah, I mean, they've, they've held back on this for such a long time. Obviously, but they're reluctant to address this, I reckon. Well, the thing is, I think they've needed a prod, and the prod has been 
the free-to-air TV networks. They're saying, you just haven't got enough teams. There's not enough high-quality games. Uh, you've got to look at some, probably some of the dead wood, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know, as much as we love Central Coast Mariners over the years, they were a basket case last year, mm-hmm. and they haven't been good for a couple of years now. Uh, TV networks are going to be pressure. And I think what I'm hearing a little bit out of the FFA now, that, that we don't need to have teams in... You know, on the, on the central coast of New South Wales. We can have teams in cities and get big numbers to games and get the free-to-air networks really excited about every game, not just derbies and not just, you know, the Melbourne-Sydney yeah, sort of rivalry. Yep. So, uh, but I mean, I, I ask you, Andy, I mean, you're, you're a bloke who's been on every TV <laughs> network. You know them all. You, you hobnob with these guys. I mean, what do they want to see, um, given that they're quite new to the game? Uh, I know, the little bit I know about free-to-air is that they don't. They don't necessarily. Uh, they're not here to actually grow the game. They're here. They want to see a, a product that they can sell immediately, and no then doubt. and then you know then they can sort of move along with it. But they won't. They want. They don't want to get it from a, a from a low base. They want something that they can sell straight away. They, they want this. What and we sort of talked about this a little while ago. And I don't know how you tell me how this sits with all of the other clubs and with the FFA, but. Free-to-air networks are going to want games that sell themselves, and they want rivalries, and they want big tickets. They want if if they if, if free-to-air buy in, and they and they give the FFA the sort of money that the FFA thinks is required to expand the way they want to expand. And we're talking a lot. We're talking tens of millions of dollars here. Hopefully, hundreds of millions of dollars in the not too distant future. They want games where you go, oh, Sydney v Melbourne, oh, I'm watching that. Mm. Oh, the Melbourne Derby, I'm watching that. The Sydney Derby, I'm watching that. Melbourne v Perth, they hate each other, I'm watching that. Adelaide yep. v Melbourne, I'm watching... They are the games. They want big ticket matchups in prime time on a Friday night or a Saturday night that sell themselves. And you're 100% right. Free to win, and I'm speaking on behalf mm. of all of them here without necessarily knowing that they share this view, but they don't want... Wellington v Newcastle. Yep. I don't want to put that on at 8.30 on a Friday night because no one in Sydney or Melbourne, when I say no one, in yep. Inver- they're not watching that game. But if you sell me the drama of the big blue or of you know what it, the, the big games that we've just been through, they, those games sell themselves. And from a broadcast, telecast um, commodity, they are watchable because yep. you can sell the drama of the story behind the actual game. And So, that, so that's my answer to you. Now, whether yep. or not... Um, the people in charge and the other owners and the key figures behind the clubs that would be marginalised as a result of something like that are happy to sign off on it, whether they have to sign off it, I don't know how it works. in. Yeah. Well, I mean, the AFL, uh, the clubs have accepted it because of the fact it's equalisation and they get their, you know, they might be playing on the Sunday afternoon, but the the big game on the Friday night's the one that's, you know, the rainmaker that's going to be bringing in all the money. Well, they'll get their share at the end. They have to work hard to to get the Friday night games over time. Uh, you know, the Central Coast Mariners of this world, uh, really, that that's the team at the moment. I mean, Newcastle Jets, if they get it right, and I'm not sure with the problems they've had, you know, losing their coach over the, yeah. over, the, the over the break, over the preseason, and uh, just recently getting another one in, and they haven't really recruited big. I'm not sure where they're going to get it right, but they can get it right as a regional uh, club. Uh, but, you know, I don't... I agree with you. I don't think uh, the Channel 10s of this world, the Channel 7s or the Channel 9s are interested in Newcastle Jets versus uh, Central Coast Mariners. That's the harsh reality. Uh, but we know. saw that the we saw all the um, all the sort of warnings given 
to Wellington by FFA last year that, that they might not necessarily extend their license. I think that all came from maybe some initial chats with the FFA. What are we going to do with Wellington? And yeah, maybe yeah, the yeah. pressure was put on them. In the end, they've been given a bit of an extension. Uh, so we'll see how that works. But uh, I agree with you. I just think ultimately, if you really want uh, big numbers coming to games, big numbers watching games, it's watching and, games and, the ex- yeah. and the excitement yeah. around it, yep. you've, you've just got to have those big city clubs that are thriving and have got the rivalries, not only the, the, the regional rivalries, but also interstate rivalries too. You've got to have a team campaign. Before we get to a couple of callers, if you haven't got a team or if, you, if, you, if you've resisted, I suspect I know what the answer is going to be like mm. when they come in, but why have you resisted jumping on board an A-League team up until now, 942, 911, 16? Yeah, 2.18 ABS figures are telling us 2.18 million uh, registered players out there who aren't connecting with... Uh, with A-League clubs. They just, they love the game. They go out, families go out Tell every me, weekend. Tell me, say that number again. 2.18 million. Players, people connected to the game, yeah. don't support an A-League yeah, team. Uh, uh, yeah, don't support an A-League team. Or I'm not sure whether it's a percentage of them. I just saw that figure. Yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. The thing. But this has been, I mean, people say, oh, that's, that's uh, you know, it's good that the FFA are getting onto this. But we've had this problem for 20 years. The, you know, the, particip- the participation rates of, Football uh, or soccer players in Australia has always been high yeah. ever since I was a kid, uh, and it's always up there nationally with all the other sports even greater. Yep. I think uh, in, with some figures, uh, the number of players playing soccer in Australia or registered players, juniors, and the whole lot of them is like two and three times you know the number of AFL players that and cricketers. Well, that wouldn't surprise anyone. Yeah, so yeah. That, 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 I mean that's always been the case. Uh, but the good thing right now is they've thrown some money behind a campaign. You've got to have the team campaign. That you, you know, just get on Google and you'll, you'll find the uh, the promotional. I'm sure, ad. we'll see it. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's just an ad, just saying, you know, with a kid and uh, all the players Yoshi. and coaches saying you haven't got a team. Yeah. You know, so it's it's really hitting the nail on the head as far as what needs to happen. Connecting that that grassroots, that, that huge, you know, cohort in the grassroots to an A League club. And if you can get a percentage of those going to the likes of a Central Coast game and filling that stadium and Newcastle, even more of Melbourne Victory. I think Melbourne Victory are 40,000 a game type club. Mm, mm. Uh, so they've got a long, they're still, they're doing well, but I think there's a, a real room for improvement there. And of course, Melbourne City with uh, Timmy Cale and, and Bruno Fornaroli, you know, why not, you know, look at them getting 15,000 plus per game? Well, they're the sleeping giant, aren't they? I mean, yeah. based on the machine that's behind them and what they might bring, you know, on the pitch this year. I mean, who knows what they could be looking like at the end of this uh, season that we're about to embark upon. Dean's in the basin. Um, are you jumped on a team, Dino? Uh, no, not yet, guys. Uh, good afternoon. How you doing? Good. Uh, but, um, yeah, I think it was mostly because of the early years. It was always on Fox and never on free to wear, so never really watched it and... But the last season, I kind of watched it a little bit, and I'm starting to lean towards City. But, um, yeah, I'm still not really on board yet. What do you think of the quality of football, Dean? Um, look, from what I, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be a... I'm not a massive soccer fan, but... Um, or, sorry, football fan, but um, I'd imagine it's, it's pretty good. I mean, like, the Socceroos seem to be holding their own, so we must be doing something okay in the domestic league. So, Dean, Dean is exactly mm. the sort of person that... Um, a campaign like this is targeting. You're not talking to the hardcore who have always been like you, grown up with the game and ex NSL fans. You give me a look at it. Give me a look at it. I'll 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 watch it, and then I'll make up my mind as to whether or not the product 
um, is compelling enough for me to stick with it. Sounds like he's going to certainly continue to give it a bit of a crack, and that's where the free-to-air yeah. component of this is so vital. Well, I never, you know, Dean. Whenever I hear someone like Dean talk to me about the impact of not having pay TV and only having free-to-air, it just reminds me that as much as they do a great job, and I know you work with the boys there at Fox, and they do, Bozzer and Slater and the, and the production there is fantastic. They do a great job. Very professional. It, 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 you know, the way they do it is equal to anywhere around the world, I reckon. Unbelievable. Uh, but not enough people see it. And I forget that because some, you know, I've got Fox, and I've always had pay TV from even the old NSL days when it was on uh, you know, uh, Galaxy or something. Remember Galaxy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah I've yeah. always had that because I always wanted to watch the game, but I, I – you know, I. I've got to be reminded of people like Dean who, who would, wouldn't mind, they're curious about the game, but they don't see it because it's not in free-to-air every week. That's the crucial thing. And that's if the FFA wants to get it to the sorts of numbers that are required to drag a serious um, free-to-air license in so they can do what they want to do, because they've got to find the money from somewhere. At the moment, it's probably not there. Yeah. And they can look at other sports. They look at the NRL and look at the AFL. And while they never think they're going to get a $2.25 billion deal in the short term... Maybe not in our lifetime. Lifetime, is that going to happen? But if they can get a percentage of a deal like that, and they know what the number is. David Gallup and these blokes aren't dummies, despite what some people might think. They know what the number is that they need to get to start to talk expansion, second division, relegation, promotion, all the things that we've been talking about you know, across this segment throughout the course of the year, they know what that's going to cost. And there's only one way, there's probably only one way that yep. hasn't been exhausted at this point to get it. It's interesting, most of the, the figure that, the figure that's been coming out for a couple of years now is this whole idea of doubling the existing rights from 40 million to 80 million. Mm. But I spoke to someone quite high up at the FFA, you know, within the last three weeks, and he said that figure is just, they're just not going to get that figure. Mm. And uh, which surprised me because everything else coming out of the FFA, all, from all their media, any leaks, there's always been this whole idea of doubling the existing amount. So I don't know whether that's going to be a letdown if, that, if they don't reach that figure or whether they can spin it in some way that, oh, yeah, it's $60 million of, uh, in cash but $20 million in something else, yep. uh, which I'll need to do because I think people are expecting double the money, including the owners of the clubs. You know what? Don't even spin it. Yep. Just accept the fact that that's where you're at. We've got a product we're going to back. You give us and whatever it takes to get the free-to-wear kind of support we need. We, by the end of this you know, early, tentative, not what we want, but we're going to buy into it, TV rights is, we will have a product for you that you will want to invest in. And all you need is two yep. of the networks wanting to bid against one another for it. And suddenly you get to the sort of figures that maybe you know a year or 18 months ago yep. you thought were attainable. We've got a couple of very, very big games coming up in terms of the qualification process for the next World Cup's going pretty smoothly at the moment. I've uh, got a couple of big games coming up in the next next week. Yeah, uh, on Friday morning, uh, Melbourne time, about 4.45, so it's a pretty, bit of an early start. <laughs> but Australia is playing Saudi Arabia in Saudi Arabia, so that's a really important one. Saudi Arabia at the moment are uh, equal top with Australia in their group, but they've only played Iraq and Thailand. Uh, so I uh, haven't played Jordan yet. Oh, sorry, the UAE, uh, who are the, the ones that uh, are quite capable of beating anyone in the group. So, uh, you know, I expect us to do pretty well over there. But Saudi Arabia have got a good, good pedigree. Uh, they've won, you know, three Asian Cups over the journey. They've, uh, you know, between 
I think, 94 and 2006, they qualified for all the World Cups mm. during that time. So this, this is a, a country that uh, does take its football very seriously, and they do produce some really great players. And, of course, next Tuesday in Melbourne, we've got uh, Socceroos versus Japan, which is a huge one at Eddie Head. Uh, I'd be disappointed if that wasn't full for that. Uh, but, you know, once we, if we can get over these two games, suddenly we can start really thinking it, uh, you know, about getting to Russia and, you know, the next stage of uh, Angie's you know, development of this team. Yeah. It hasn't taken long um, for a, uh, a head to be lopped off over in the English Premier League. In fact, there's been some changes in both the championship and yeah. uh, at, at, at uh, Premier League level. They are, they are, is it the, arguably the most ruthless, I don't know whether this is the same in all professional yeah. football leagues around the world, whether it's the same in Italy and Germany and tell me if it, but it seems to just, they make a yeah. call very, very quickly if things are not heading in the right direction. Well, it's uh, what, six games in, seven games in or something, and Swansea's lost their manager, Guadalene, Francesco Guadalene, the Italians, uh, you know, I think they've won one or something or got one point or something in the first uh, six games. And uh, uh, Bob Bradley. Now, this, uh, is, an interesting, no, this is bloody interesting. A right? USA, uh, former USA national team coach, uh, is, a, is a guy that's come in in his place, which is surprising. But not surprising in that the owners of, or a majority uh, owners of Swansea are American group oh, okay, consortium. Right, eh? So uh, he's got his chance, and uh, not easy, he won't be easily accepted there by the Welsh there in Swansea. So he, he'll need to get results pretty quickly. Uh, and of course, in the championship, we're talking about uh, Roberto Di Matteo, who's 124 been 124 days. Yeah, sacked by Aston Villa, and that I don't know how that's going to. Impact on someone like Mila Yednak, who joined the club. He was brought to the club by uh, Roberto Di Matteo. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting. But there's so much money, Andy, that's involved. If you're in the English Premier League, there's so much money involved for that club. Um, you know, the global TV rights, uh, the, the global merchant- merchandising, uh, the uh, end-of-season trips, you know, yeah, all, of that. all yep, dependent yep. on you being an yep. EPL club. Yep. Once you drop down, the money's still there, but not as there's nowhere near the money you get or the exposure you get in the EPL. Well, let's, let me ask you about Bob Bradley. Garby, Daniel Garb put out a tweet, which I, which I, yep. I thought, oh, that's a bit interesting. He reckons Bob Bradley might be a, a, a bit of a through-the-glass-ceiling type for others who come through non-traditional pathways, and of course, you know, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. you were telling me about Ange Postacoglu and the fact that, that a lot of good people think that he's capable of being a manager in one of the really big leagues. Around. If Bradley has success managing Swansea in the Premier League, could that open the thinking to some of these big clubs who have only ever got managers out of you yeah. know, the traditional areas? Could it change the way that is viewed? With potentially helping somebody like Postacoglu? I don't think wholesale it won't no. uh, because of the attitudes over there. I mean, the fact that the only reason why he has got the job at Swansea, in my opinion, is because there's American owners. Right, okay. But he needs to win every week. I mean, there's like he can't, he can't afford to lose. And not only this season, but ongoing. He has to be a winning coach from day one. Mm. And his career has to be a winning career. So, uh, but that's the sort of pressure that's on you. And because you've not played at a high level, not played in your, I think, I'm not sure about his playing background, but he certainly coached the American team at a World Cup yep. and so forth. And they did okay. Uh, he was successful in the MLS, but that's not enough in Europe. You've got to be bigger than that. And especially in the change room with the players. I mean, this is the thing. It's not just the fans and the, and the, and the, and the board, and, but it's, it's the players have got to look at you and say, how are we going to solve our problem in this game? Yeah, but it doesn't. Yeah. There's been a lot of good players yeah. who have been failed coaches as well. So the flip, the reverse of that doesn't necessarily apply, does it? Yeah. Or just because you're a great player, you're going to get results out of 
It'll be fascinating to see how he goes. It's going yeah. to be a really interesting story. Um, mate, there's a lot to look forward to. Let's hope Friday night kicks it off with um, victory taken on Brisbane. and Spectacular. Yeah. We've got a lot to look forward to. Thanks for coming in and congratulations again, mate, on your <laughs> Thanks, beloved mate. Bulldogs. Good on you.